0: Be, i suppose mm-hmm. yeah i've been listening to too many true crime podcasts i'm a little bit paranoid oh, no. yeah true crime really seems to be like where the market's at right now yeah people are very into true crime should we start a true crime podcast see that's the thing though i don't
1: know if everyone should jump on that bandwagon because you know how the joke goes that every millennial deserves a podcast well Almost every millennial has a true crime podcast. That's true. And the money's there. But we don't want to get
0: left behind. We don't
1: want to get left behind. But we're sort of starting from the back with Be Positive.
0: I think we should do like a true crime podcast, but nothing too hectic. Just like misdemeanors. Yeah, yeah. Like shoplifters and... (laughs) <laughs>
1: stuff. the most basic of crimes are often perpetrated by the most basic of people
0: <laughs> see okay we've already got it started
1: all right so that was uh that's the end of our true crime hour which started with a psychology hour oh yeah would you look at that on to the main event though well not the main event no? the b-side oh That was the main event the b presentation all right so ladies and gentlemen feel free to uh go home as we start the b side be positive i'm louis
0: i am fraser and uh here at be positive we take a positive look at b movies yeah that's what we do that is true that is true uh today we
1: are joined by special guest no one.
0: Uh, oh. Uh, oh, man, I thought you had a little surprise for me. Oh, uh, Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. I, I got you all excited, didn't I? Uh, you did. You really did.
0: Then you just ripped it away.
1: Yeah, I'm still recovering from our previous guest, uh, Lolo, who did a, an amazing job. Yeah. But you know me, I am terrified of people.
0: Oh, yes. That was the end of the sentence. And yeah. Yes, I agree. Yes. Um. Yeah, but we'll definitely be bringing... Lolo back in the new year, mm. uh, for
1: sure. Uh, so, shout out to Lolo. It was a lot of fun having you on last last fortnight. Uh, how do you say last, last two yeah. weeks ago? Last
0: episode, I think, is, is the easiest. Fair enough. So, Louis, what are we doing today? I don't even know anymore, man. I just...
1: I have the title as River Devil
0: Otherwise also colloquially known as My god Piranaconda
1: A movie so bad It needs two custom soundtracks
0: Uh, Okay yeah, I don't. I'm am I'm a little uncomfortable with what you're forcing me into here. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and stay positive. Yes. But I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna need you to kick it off. Alrighty.
1: So I'll just go straight into a synopsis of one of the many plots. We start with a college professor named. Professor Lovegrove, played by Michael Madsen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who you might know from gems such as Reservoir Dogs and Kill Bill Volume 1. And 2. Yeah. I, uh, no. So Did he make it? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he brings some uh, much needed star power to the role and to the movie. Because that's officially where the stars end. There are two porn actresses in the movie. A whole bunch of extras. But I'm getting sidetracked. Professor Lovegrove shows up on a Hawaiian island. He's looking for an egg. He immediately finds the egg and uh, also finds out that the egg belongs to a piranaconda. He switches around between calling it a genetic mutation, an evolutionary mutation, a genetic leap, and... I'm pretty sure he calls it, also calls it cute.
0: He also called it what? Cute. No, oh my or God. Or k'ai,
1: okay. as you say in Chinese, which means lovable. <sighs> so his team gets killed. Somehow he escapes. The egg starts oozing green slime. I don't know why that mm-hmm. happens. He then gets captured by a Hispanic gang, which, surprise, they're also in the movie. And they're there to kidnap yeah. someone. We're then introduced to that someone, being the star of a B-film called... What was it? Head Snatcher? No, uh, Head Chopper 3. Head Chopper 3. That's what they're currently filming. Yeah. So they're filming Head Chopper 3 on a Hawaiian island. P.S. Both piranhas and anacondas are not native to Hawaii. They're native to South America. Yeah. Sci-fi. Yeah. So they're filming this movie. Uh, it's... Probably the movie we should have been watching, Head Chopper 3.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like that too.
1: So then a lot of stuff happens. The film crew disappears. A lot of them get eaten by the conda, who is now on a rampage following mm-hmm. its egg being stolen, a la Jurassic Park 3. He's got that egg rage. Yeah, where they where you take the egg from a velociraptor, and it chases you for the whole movie. Instead of just dropping the damn egg anyway Mm -hmm. uh that's not the first nor the last uh reference to jurassic park though the movie continues a lot of people die the star gets captured by the kidnappers joins the professor and the stuntman saves the day Bing bang boom! Everyone actually literally dies because there are three snakes instead of two, which is classic. Oh, the threat has yeah. passed. We have defeated the evil, and then it eats you because there's more. Yeah. If you if Plastic you can't fake. follow what I just said, it's because the movie has too many plots and none of them make sense, and half of them don't tie up to the other. Any of the others.
0: Absolutely. Um. Also, I guess I guess this is the kind of film where the, where the plot doesn't really need to make sense it seems it kind of seems like it was written algorithmically like they're just kind of they've got the elements of a film and they just kind of swap them around and then just shit it out (laughs) yes so uh, (laughs) so this movie is
1: of course a direct-to-tv sci-fi original it's one of sci-fi's many Mm mashups Wherein they take one animal and another animal, combine the names, and that's it. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. Like Sharktopus, which this is actually a sequel, to. Yeah, I technically it's a sequel. Yeah.
0: Do the characters from Sharktopus carry over? No, no. I'm just assuming
1: all the human characters die in each of these movies. Yeah, because yeah, there are no survivors. Looks like. Uh, Okay. I want you. To pitch this movie to me as though you were the producer who came up with the idea. And I am a sci-fi exec.
0: Okay, so the producer is uh, Roger Coleman. Okay, I have a lot of clout. Mm -hmm. Um, I have gray hair. I'm a big deal in the B-movie world. I'm probably wearing sunglasses.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, Okay.
0: Hello, hello, Mr. Sci-fi exec. Hello. I don't care what you have to say. Listen to this. I was doing PCP in my backyard, and I came up with the next big thing. Yes, yes. It's called piranaconda. Piranaconda? But those are two different animals. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see, because the word piranha ends on an A, and the word anaconda begins with an A, we can cleverly put them together and come up with piranaconda. My god. It just might be crazy enough to work. Oh, trust me, baby. They'll eat this Ooh, shit up. money! Guess who I've got. Guess who I've got for the uh, main role. Uh, I'm gonna guess
1: Tara Reid. Okay. close. Okay. Close. It's Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen from Reservoir Dogs? Yes. What's he doing okay. in a sci-fi film? The
0: same one. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Keeping busy, I suppose. Yeah, assassinating his own career, I guess. Okay, so I just need 20 return flights to Hawaii, a bunch of models and or porn actresses, and a camera. Deal. That's all I need.
1: Anything for the creator of Sharktopus. See see ya in a week with a completed film. (laughs) What do you think, what is the value of bringing a piranha and an anaconda together.
0: Yeah, that's, it's kind of, it, I think they literally just came up with this creature because the names work kind of okay together. Because, you know, what makes a piranha scary is, is not a single piranha, right? It's, it's the idea of a swarm nibbling away your flesh as you, as you, you know, squirm in the water.
1: Yeah, like a less cute um, version of those fish that eat the dead skin cells off your hands and feet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the really like yeah. keyed up version of, of those fish. Like the meth head, <laughs> the, the biker gang version of those fish. And, and then an anaconda is a constrictor, mm-hmm. right? A very big constrictor. So its fear comes from an entirely different place. But what they've done in this film is they've they've taken a very large snake, much bigger than an anaconda, and they've just kind of smushed a sort of piranha yeah. head onto it. And it's
1: not even like its mouth moves quick; it still just strikes and snatches.
0: And and since it's just one really big monster, you know, you don't have that swarm effect that that is what made you know the original piranha movies. Uh, yeah,
1: this could actually, actually be quite an unconvincing sequel to both the original Piranhas, the Piranha films, as well as the Anac-
0: Anaconda films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like John Voigt was slumming it in Anaconda. Although Michael Madsen, I was taking a look at his IMDb, he has almost 300 acting. What? Prints. The man does, I swear, I kid you not, he does at least Five movies a year yeah you gotta stay afloat he must be fucking rolling in it or just gambling a lot or just rolling in needles she's rolling in (laughs) needles uh you know it's easy to see how he does so many films per year because he just he fucking phones this performance in from new york i swear to god it's like the most uninspired inactive performance I've, I've seen in my life.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like seeing the life model decoy of Michael Madsen.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: A couple of references I noticed, firstly, would be a reference to one of the original Anaconda films, Hunt for the Blood Orchid, yeah. where in one of the many subplots, we have three other scientists. They're looking for the ghost orchid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get eaten immediately. The ghost orchid, remarkably... Uh, looks exactly like a spring onion.
0: <laughs> it, well, I mean, to be fair, a spring onion with a large flower. Yeah, a flowerish
1: appendage, probably a little bit closer. <laughs> the look and feel is very much like Jurassic Park. Also, yeah, uh, yeah. you have any time in Jurassic Park, in this movie, and whatever, if someone goes off into the jungle, be it one or two people someone's getting eaten and i knew that you clearly in this movie they run into the jungle and i'm like some one of you two is getting eaten the other one is getting traumatized and i was correct every time yeah
0: like kind of people just start dying right away and a lot of the like film crew and the scientists there's like three deaths that happen exactly the same way without any of the main characters even becoming aware of what's going
1: on yeah it's from a cinematographic point of view it's all those deaths are really pointless because they don't further the plot uh-huh. it's just gratuitous not even proper violence though because no you you see a few body parts but you never ever see blood spray or blood on the environment you do get like this red mist. Every time that this, the snake mm. fish...
0: Yeah, this really awkward CGI. Yeah,
1: every time that this fake, the fish snake, you know, snatches someone, it's just this gentle red mist, this little cloud, and then it dissipates and there's blood nowhere.
0: Yeah, which is a really strange way for a giant snake, you know, to kill its, its prey to just, like smash in them so into them so hard that they vaporize yeah it is a strange strange tactic yeah it doesn't give give the audience you know a chance to kind of squirm at the violence or to or to kind of feel it you know on their yeah i think i believe the reason why
1: they did that though is that they are trying to hide the terrible cgi monster that is the piranha condo. yeah they just
0: literally didn't have the technical capability yeah pretty much or the desire to to put some fucking effort in so just like oh whatever we'll just we'll just do this red mist sci-fi just realized that people don't actually give a shit
1: about great graphics if you can give them a schlocky yeah murder fest uh they're happy this is a modern exploitation film.
0: Yeah, the only the only IMDB entry on it, uh not entry but uh review, is, is pretty indicative of I think the target audience mm-hmm. uh of this film. He mentions as his highlights uh the hot chicks in bikinis. Okay. The dope snake. Yes. And he mentions as a con that he feels the porn actresses could have been better utilized, uh in an extended graphic sex scene.
1: Oh, yeah. That is actually something I was very surprised by. There is gratuitous female objectification in the movie, but not a single nude nor sex scene occurs. And that's the magic. Yeah, yeah, it's TV PG. That's the magic of straight-to-TV horror exploitation movies, where they're promising you all this crazy shit, and you get, like, nothing
0: (laughs) yeah i wanna i also want to circle back to the the scientists who all three are are played by porn actresses the the chief doctor among them actress is called erica jordan i'm gonna read to you some of her other titles intergalactic swingers good sexy warriors solid that's a very straightforward title strippers from another world so a lot of alien stuff yeah and then my personal favorite Homagnum magnum opus for sure is called stacked racks from mars whoa, whoa. Y- right you, you went like completely
1: the other way with that one amazing <laughs> i was like stacked racks i was like this oh, last God. one This last one seems very earthbound. And then, from Mars. (laughs) Are your eggs leaking? Have you noticed a thick green slime oozing out of your eggs throughout the day? You could be suffering an ovary dose. The latest studies suggest that the laying of slime oozing eggs is the sixth sign of Zolo ovary dose. For more information on Zolo Maxiloft and how to get it, contact your nearest crooked doctor, Zolo Maxiloft. You'll see snakes everywhere.
0: Uh, it's, it's really good fun, guys. Go read her IMDb. Oh, actually, everyone in this, their IMDb pages are a veritable goldmine of bad movie titles. Also back to the scientists. Sorry, I need I need to keep talking about that. Yeah. I love the fact that the cooling unit that they're going to store these very, very precious flowers in are just like her mom's tuppers from the back of the cupboard. Oh, yeah. You just put that bad boy in a tupperware. And it seems like this plot was supposed to be kind of, I guess, a contrast to the main plot. Because we learned from the scientists that the flowers only bloom, you know, very irregularly, like once every 20 years, once every, you know, however long. And we also find out from Michael Madsen, whose dad was killed by one of these, that the snakes, the snakefish hibernate, you know, for also an extended period of time. Yeah. So it seems like there's supposed to be some kind of link between these two, the flower you know supposedly has healing properties while the the snakefish does not does not have any healing properties no it has dying killing properties yeah and i was really expecting the flowers to make a comeback to to you know to heal some shit but but that never happened
1: that is uh i guess that's the problem in writing your scripts in different drinking binges where there's no review process in between. You're just like drinking, drinking. Oh, and then we bring flowers. The flowers make you better. Big tummy, no hurt. Yeah, and then just like, oh, and back to snakes, snake, snake. And then it just sticks to the snakes. I was also expecting, I was like in my mind, and this is where the movie really shone is in my own imagination. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, man, it must have been the snake fish hybrid thing that just mutated and then a baby fucking piranaconda ate these flowers was chowing down on them and then massive snake happened somehow and then another one and then they made babies and the whole species and then i was like yeah so they come out and they only breed once every 20 years when that orchid blooms so that their babies can also grow big and strong like uh, but none of this happens in the movie.
0: It all just happens in my head. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty interesting idea that that this is kind of a a cinematic blank for you to kind of project your own better film onto.
1: Yeah, a lot of the scenes where they are technically being uh, pursued by the conda, mm-hmm. they're like have these driving shots of them on a quad bike or in an SUV or whatever, and they just the camera points behind them and there's nothing but there's like chase music there's
0: literally nothing but and
1: they're fucking going man and then i'm just like you know what yeah there is clearly nothing there the characters are saying they're being chased so what the film expects from you is to use your damn imagination
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love that they like Okay, we need to put in the shot of the of the piranha condo chasing the the guys. They're like, oh shit! Now this camera's shaking. I can't really, you know, place my CGI. This, it's not gonna work. The shot's not gonna work. I can't put the snake in. And they were just like, oh well, yeah, oh, fuck it. People will people will fill it in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, the the CGI though does look like it was done by a ten year old. It
0: does. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did not find the snake particularly scary no actually Mm-mm. i mean it's a big fucking snake with sharp teeth but eh. meh yeah
1: nothing that the snake did really made it scary i also feel like you know it's not it's a big snake and it's piranha it's anaconda they're not using the the piranhas swarming they're not using the anaconda's uh constricting right you know what, Louie? This isn't even a piranaconda movie. No? This is literally just another sci-fi shark film.
0: Oh, God, it is. Because it behaves... It's like a shark on land. Yeah.
1: Another movie I wanted to watch for this episode uh, was Sharkalange.
0: <laughs> I should have chosen shark You should have
1: chosen Sharkalange. Yeah, but I still want to see uh, Babu Nami. What? Babu Baboonami. It's like a tsunami with baboons in it it's a tsunami of
0: baboons that is pretty scary baboons are like nothing to fuck with.
1: yeah dude baboons know where you live but unfortunately baboon army has not been made uh, uh,
0: you need to pitch I that need to oh
1: man how do i contact the sci-fi channel
0: i'm sure you can you can tweet at them i'm sure that's how they get most of their movie pictures.
1: yeah yeah i mean Either that or it's scribbled on a toilet wall. By
0: the way, do we have an official Twitter account now?
1: Uh, yeah, we. I started a Twitter account. You need to get access to it. I will give you access to it.
0: I do not want access.
1: You don't want access? I'll follow it. All right, well, then you're going to need to help me out with some tweets because I am bad at Twitter.
0: Okay, me too, though. No,
1: well, well, we can combine both of our badness at Twitter and together... Okay. We can form one semi-coherent twit.
0: Uh, I think that's what they say, right? You make a twit? Yeah. You, 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 do, you do twits?
1: Yes, I do some twit.
0: Oh, where were you? Oh, I was just doing some twits. Yeah.
1: There's a scene where the leader of the kidnappers, he has this female accomplice who also turns out to be the only woman he's ever loved. Called Talia,
0: and she also got top billing in the film. Oh yeah, she's she's also the other closest thing to a star they could. Oh know?
1: yeah, big time. Her and Michael Madsen, the two recognizable faces. She says to the head thug, "It's like a conda. and the head thug head thug is like, "Fuck off with that name and bullshit."
0: Yeah, he. I mean, to 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 be more accurate, he says i can't believe you just said that with like a knowing a knowing tone like we're all supposed to go oh my god they used the title in the movie can we talk about those guys yes the gang of mercenaries what are they they
1: are clearly louis they are a mexican cartel Uh, First question, what are they doing on Hawaii? Specifically, Kauai. No, those guys they clearly are metaphorical imagery concerning human greed mm-hmm. and mm. the pursuit mm. of revenge being in itself a self-destructive act.
0: You know, even in this in this utopian tropical paradise, human greed flourishes yes who are they trying to get vengeance on
1: at first no one <laughs> and then later on the piranaconda for eating talia
0: right okay. i mean
1: everything's pretty legit and above board while they're you know just trying to kidnap some folks isn't that the american dream
0: I fu- I f- <laughs> it was so great they kidnapped michael madsen and they put him in, a, in like a disused warehouse and it's, like, completely open. There are no, like, gates or, like, a cage or anything.
1: No one's even guarding him.
0: Yeah, he just kind of stays there and he, and he sighs. <laughs> it's almost as if he realized that even if he were to escape, he can never escape the prison of his own consciousness. Yeah.
1: And this is now clearly Michael Madsen himself, uh, not even acting. Yes, just being literally. like, oh, God, yeah. I can't escape this movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. These mercenaries, I guess they're just... Are they just hanging out on Hawaii looking for rich people to hold hostage? Is that...
1: I believe that they're specifically there for the B-movie starlet whose name I never wrote down because...
0: uh, Kimmy.
1: Yeah. Kimmy, boy, what a forgettable character.
0: Absolutely. she's She's the star of Head Chopper and she's kind of a I guess like a Hollywood stereotype. She's very demanding, very like thinks she's better than everyone else. Does she get eaten in the end? Yeah, she gets well everyone. Yeah, she gets
1: slightly eaten off screen uh where she's in the SUV trying to lure the piranhaconda there. It's near the end where self sacrifice becomes really popular among the survivors?
0: Uh right because of the explosives in the truck. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So like she's she's all about that uh self sacrifice. She yeah, she gets eaten not even very cl- clearly. The snake attacks the SUV. No. There's some blood and then oh, she's dead now. He
0: just yeah, he just kind of smooshes her in the car. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's just how it goes.
0: Do you think that act of sacrifice redeems her well if
1: man if you just look at the way she is during the filming what is she actually doing that's so bad sure she's self-centered all right she's mean to people she Mm. doesn't even remember oh she doesn't even pronounce the director's name correctly but does that make her a bad person Ah. it makes her an annoying person but you don't have to Mm. sacrifice your life to redeem yourself. I mean, just fucking buy someone a bagel. <laughs>
0: but just
1: just be a little nice. Yeah, just be considerate. Be like, oh, hey, Milo, the director of the movie I'm in. I'm sorry. I've been calling you Milo all this time. I'm just, you know what? I, just, I was just mean. I'm sorry. I know you're Milo. Here's a bagel. Here's a coffee. You know, let's hang out sometime. Or not. Whatever.
0: Our other main characters on the film set include... Jack and Rose, clearly a a fucking Titanic reference. Woo! So Jack is the stuntman slash actor who plays the titular head chopper. He's the guy who's chopping all the heads. Mm -hmm. And Rose is... Well, someone calls her a script girl at one point, but it seems like she's actually taking on a lot more uh, responsibility than than just her job title would suggest
1: yeah i'm assuming a script girl would be referring to a script supervisor which is an actual job title
0: yeah but she seems to be doing a lot of like the production work to you know getting people set up yeah which is you know something a classic thing that happens in film is that the director milo gets all the credit while uh, rose was a vital part of the film yeah
1: uh, it is an unfortunate thing and what this movie is valuable for two reasons. Now, the first reason is because mm-hmm. it is a critique of the modern B-movie genre in itself. Okay. It's referencing classic slashers. Classic slashers were very much in vogue. What year is it? 2017? Very much in vogue 40 years ago, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. Ooh, almost 40, the 80s anyway. Anyone from the 80s, if you're listening to this, you are officially not part of the youth anymore. Please leave the youth league and join an actual political party.
0: You're also no longer allowed in the scouts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Please, please You fucking get out of the
0: scouts. You fucking Gen X creepers. <laughs> Always trying to get into high schools. You freakazoids. Um, so it is very,
1: like, the... The director is this whiny, slimy ball of sack of shit type guy. He loses funding halfway through and then he's just like, fuck it, we're leaving the whole production. But it's kind of, I feel like that's a big thing in B-films and especially indie B-films. Not like sci-fi, which has built yeah. a whole production house around B-movies where you get this director, it's his dream He's making his own story. He's doing his thing. He or she, you know, this director in my ma- my yeah. mind just had uh, gender reassignment surgery, so now it's a she. Okay. She worked real hard, made th- made it happen, and then an investor backs out, and the dream's over. The dream's yeah. dead. And the way that Milo deals with it, also, it's not. It doesn't hit him that hard. He's like, uh, ah, well, you know what? Project's oh, well. over. Let's go home. Everyone's just like, I- is my check yeah. good? Which I also feel that's a big thing uh, in the film industry is that people are su- who are supposed to get paid don't get paid their money. Yeah. You know they do all the work, everything's done, and then you know the the producers tell them, oh sorry, sorry, we we just don't have the funding to pay you. We'll pay you at some points in the future. That's if they even deign to tell them that they, you know, that their checks aren't
0: good. Yeah, I think if it wasn't for this metaphormic element this you know movie within a movie i think i would have disliked this film even more yeah and i think yeah because it it shows us that these are kind of working actors they work you know and set technicians and everyone like they need to make their money they're doing this it's it's their job right which also gives us an idea of how piranaconda itself is made and and how these kinds of exploitation flicks are made yeah This episode brought to you by Mopain. No pain, no gain. Well, double your gains by doubling your pain. Mopain introduces a new system of patented pinching pulleys, stabbing spikes, and cardiovascular constrictors. The more it hurts, the more you'll feel like you're making an improvement. For 20% off your first foot-binding running sneaker, Simply go to mopeinru slash positive. Oh, what I also found quite interesting about the film, the, you know, Head Chopper 3, is that you can't really tell. They're, they're bad actors in Head Chopper, but then their acting is exactly the same in piranaconda yes so it's a world where where people are just like you know bad bad actors
1: yeah so technically it's been established that these people act in a very natural and methodical way yeah so we just have to assume that that stilted subhuman movements and facial and body expression that's just the way people are in that universe.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, because there's no, no other explanation. Yeah, I don't know. That could make it make sense. No, no, no,
1: not in my imagination, no. I guess in closing, for my, myself personally, mm-hmm. I would like one of the listeners, please tell me, what kind of an egg oozes green slime, or any kind of slime for that matter, once it's been removed from its nest? Please, if you're listening to this and you know then tell me, because I need to know. And I can't think... We need answers. We need the answers. I can't think my way out of this one. <laughs> and I know there are people listening. There's like 150 of you fuckers. Woo! Um,
0: <laughs> thanks. thanks for that, by the way, if you're listening. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, that. Thanks
1: so much. Um, check out our redesigned logo, by the by. Yeah,
0: we're updating our look a little bit. Yeah,
1: uh, We're also in the process of getting more updated logos. And also a whole string of logos that we should turn into merchandise, Louis. Mm. Mm.
0: Start making the big bucks. Yeah,
1: selling them t-shirts the and stickers. Big
0: podcasting money. Yeah, keychains. We can do pens, patches.
1: Yeah.
0: Posters.
1: So there are some big changes coming. Mugs. We got some Big, big, big ideas coming down from Canis Radio yeah. for uh, the new year.
0: Commemorative spoons.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Large. it's mostly commemorative teaspoons, yeah. to be honest. Yeah,
1: um, that's pretty much all we have. I just, you know what happened? <laughs> I have uh, a long-lost relative who died, and all I inherited were crates upon crates of teaspoons. <laughs> and we gotta move them. I believe you it. you got to move them teaspoons. you got to do something
0: with the teaspoons. Yeah. You don't need that much tea. Yeah. Uh,
1: I personally... That. Or even
0: if you did, you could use one spoon.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I have my spoon for tea. Uh, I now also... I have a spoon for coffee. I have a spoon... Nice. I have a spoon that I just keep in my shoe because I heard that some people keep shoes... Shoe spoons.
0: They're spoons.
1: I mean, there's even a spoon in my bed. I don't know why. I don't use it. I just sometimes <laughs> I find it when I'm sleeping. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a spoon. <laughs> why is the spoon attached to my knee?
0: There's one other potential reason for the blood mist other than sloppy and or underfunded CGI work. Yes, both. I think it might be a, a reference to the great masterwork Hamlet by William Shakespeare. Oh yes. When you know when Hamlet is in the depths of his suicidal depression mm-hmm. because his his mother is sleeping with his uncle, he says, "Oh, that this too, too solid flesh would melt, and resolve itself into a dew." Right. He, this this expression of of the desire for complete annihilation. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe on some level, these characters in Piranaconda, whether they on some level also have a kind of, of death wish. Yeah. They would rather blast into, into a red mist than continue being in this film. Yeah.
1: A little thing that I can add on to that is that this yeah. film expects you to invest yourself personally within your imagination quite a bit into it to fill in plot holes and to fill in CGI snakes. And I have to tell you, first of all, the snake in my head is much more realistic compared to the snake. Mm. I was very disappointed every time I saw the CGI snake because the snake in my head was just so much better. I felt that they should have gone with that. The second thing is...
0: No, I know. You've got great head snakes. Yeah. (laughs) You've got the best head snakes.
1: (laughs) Anyway, while we have to... We have to project so much of ourselves into this movie. Could it be that the characters themselves are a representation of the audience wishing to have their mm. existence obliterated rather than mm. to continue in this world where exploitation mm. flicks have gone from classic treasures like Switchblade Sisters to Puranaconda? Yeah. Just represents all of our desires to be utterly annihilated
0: yeah i think you know maybe maybe at the heart of this film there is there is there's a kernel of of greatness yeah
1: truth and beauty (laughs) yes so louis if you had to rate this film out of one to three surprise piranacondas now that's a that's a piranaconda above and beyond the one you were expecting
0: right of course so i'm already expecting one yeah
1: yeah yeah so your rating is for the piranacondas that catch you off guard
0: i'd say half of one
1: half of one that
0: i just kind of find in my yard
1: all right just like it's been caught by an eagle
0: yeah yeah like a, a very big piran eagle fair enough a what what would the creature feature name for the eagle movie be? Eelgo. Eelgo. <laughs> an electric eelgo. Yeah,
1: it's an electric
0: eel mixed
1: with like a I don't know some big ass eagle, and then it just turns into the size of a skyscraper.
0: That's a f- fucking good idea. Right? Pitch that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I need to pitch sci-fi. This shit.
0: If you're listening. Fraser is open. I'm open for uh, business. To taking your money. Uh,
1: I am. I, I do have a lot going on with B-positive, but I w- am willing to give you a moment of my time, Sci-Fi. So, please. I'm sure you could get a little gap
0: in your schedule. Yeah,
1: for Sci-Fi. I've got I got a gap for Sci-Fi. Uh, me too. <laughs> so, my rating would be three whole surprise conda's
0: ah that's too many piranacondas too many
1: There's three piranacondas too many and i love the movie i watched it in my lunch break today and boy did i have fun
0: yo okay and uh, another see we're not the biased media we've we've got differing opinions yeah um yeah we're we're on opposite sides on this one yeah i gotta tell big you big time <laughs> so we
1: got one more episode coming out this year uh, it's gonna be our Christmas special. Keep your eyes well, keep your ears peeled, but don't literally peel your ears yeah. because you're gonna have a hard time listening with no skin on your ears.
0: Yeah, we don't, we don't want you to do that. We
1: don't condone. Yeah, I'm very excited for the
0: Christmas film. What are we, what are we watching again?
1: I have forgotten, but I remember in the trailer it says something like, "How many Santas have to die?" Or there are still so so many Santas left to kill. I don't know. You guys will find out about <laughs> it. We're gonna record that soon, and <laughs> uh, yeah. So that'll be our the end of our first year of doing. Be positive. Woo!
0: Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah,
1: I I'm really I'm amazed we have listeners, and I just thank you, Louis. Thank you for joining me on this mad idea that i had
0: no fraser thank you thank you for inviting me on this magical journey This
1: magical journey into the mind of be positive yeah no it's been real uh again follow us on facebook we're at stay scary uh on on the twitter machine uh we're be positive that just B, uh, the letter b and then positive and you can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podchaser, Podbean, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a podcast platform where you cannot find us, send me a message and I will get us on there.
0: We'll bust into their offices and say, hey, you better put this podcast on your network. Put it on. Yeah. It's on your platform.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned to our, all our social medias for updates on when generally kooky people comes out uh, another project we have in the work is called alarmist news and we have two more shows in the pipeline i'm not entirely sure but we'll keep you posted yeah
0: absolutely awesome
1: yeah and as always you
0: stay scary but spooky eggs make the worst omelets <laughs> okay cool <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what a fucking crazy ass movie. Oh god. I didn't even mention
1: the vagina dentata There was a vagina dentata thing?
0: Well this snack is kind of like a big thing. The- vagina dentata girl.